Here we are again. It's Saturday morning. It's 8 a.m. It's time for the Cummins Real Estate Group Show. Well, it's that time of week again. It's time for the Cummins Real Estate Group show with Michelle 1L Cummins. How are you doing? Good morning, Curtis. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing great. Now, we're going to skip the whole hot topic thing. We're going to skip the market review and all that because we want to get right to our guests today. Yeah, we have very important guests today, so we want to get right to them. And happy February, by the way. I can't believe it's already February. I know. It's just flying by. It is. Um, I wanted to introduce Devin Dykstra. He's here for the second time, and we're so happy to have him here. Uh, He has years of experience in wealth management and is a seasoned certified financial planner. Devin is uniquely qualified to working with business owners or individuals with large estates to provide integrated wealth building experience. Him and his partner, Jason Flint is here, and they are with Ivory Wealth. So first, Devin, thank you. Welcome for and coming. Uh, it's, it's <laughs> nice yeah, your second <laughs> return guest. Yes. I'm excited about that. Thank you for having us back. <laughs> it's always fun to come. I'm glad you're here. Uh, you have a lot to share and very excited because it's very pertinent to uh, what uh, all sorts of individuals are looking for in wealth management, in um, financial planning, estate planning, and everything. So, Yeah, I mean, we often, we often say that the pursuit management and stress of money is something that all we all deal with on a daily basis. Um, you know, as our financial situations become more complex, the need for professional support and assistance becomes absolutely necessary. Um, you know, we hear questions like, will I run out of money? Am I paying too much tax? Uh, even is my business structured efe- effectively? Um, unfortunately, too many Canadians aren't receiving this kind of advice. So we exist to do just that. Um, You've helped uh, Richard and myself. I mean, you're our financial planners, and you've helped us do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's been a pleasure to, to, to do that over the years. Um, today, though, um, as we know, from, the, from 2014 to 2018, real estate um, took a massive spike here in the local area. Um, pretty much anybody could have made money in that environment, even if you made poor investment choices. Um, however, since March of uh, last year, I guess it would be, uh, we're seeing a bit of a reversion to the norm. Um, for some, that's an unwelcome sight. You're, you know, they're not getting the 20% returns anymore. But for the sophisticated investor, this is a breath of fresh air. Now, we talked about this last show that you kind of wanted to talk a little bit about what re, re, you know ROI is and what cap rates are. Um, so we thought this show would be to talk about that specifically. So what do investors uh, look at when buying real estate? To help answer that question... I brought with me my partner, Jason. Uh, he is a chartered investment manager and is the head of our investment team at Ivory. Uh, with respect to real estate, he's the one who helps our clients analyze which real estate investments are good, sound investments, and which ones are not. So I'd like to welcome Jay. Welcome hey, aboard, Jay. Jason. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. It's good to have you here and have another uh, expert here to give us uh, some insight into this because investment is, you know, it's a, it's a, well, hot topic for a lot of folks, right? Because they're trying to think about retirement, things like that. And a lot of our listeners probably have a lot of questions. Exactly. Uh, when it comes to investments, there are lots of investment options out there. There's schemes, those infomercials, there's get which quick opportunities. Um, seasoned investments, investors, however, they just push these aside. They don't worry about that. Seasoned investors grow wealth incrementally and through a process. Um, in order to analyze that, of course, we have to have a starting place. Uh, we love real estate. We le- believe real estate's a great fit for someone. However, we have to get there. 
So to start, uh, if I have a client walk in our door tomorrow and they have a million dollars to invest, where do we start? The first thing we say is, what is our risk-free option? Uh, the risk-free option these days is you take your money, you invest in either a GIC, a term deposit, or a bond. And let's just say you can do that and make 3%. You could take your money, get your 3%, and you could be sitting on a beach somewhere. You're not worrying about anything else. You're not managing tenants and leaky roofs. You're making your money every month, risk-free, drinking your margarita. So when it comes to real estate, uh, of course, we have to deal with lawyers, property managers, property taxes, and so on. So we always ask ourselves, what is going to get us off that beach chair, put down our drink, and go grind and invest in real estate? If I can make that same 3% in real estate, I'm probably not going to do it because I'm rather sit there. We have to make a premium. And many investors have a premium on they think they need to accomplish to do that. Uh, we often hear uh, an extra 5%. So if you can get 3% doing nothing, I need to make 8% if I'm going to be investing in real estate. Well, how do we get the 8% of real estate? Where does it come from? Uh, great question, Michelle. Um, real estate, the returns are based from two ways. The first option, of course, is your principal increasing. You put a million dollars into a property, it grows, it's now worth 1.1. The second option to invest to, to make a return is through rental income. Um, with the low vacancy rates these days, rental income has been a hot topic. Uh, the investment term utilized to analyze this is something called a cap rate. And maybe you've heard that before. A lot of our viewers have heard it. Uh, what it stands for is a capitalization rate. So technically, what you do is you take your rental income, you take away your fixed expenses, and then what you have left over is your net rental income. So give an example, you buy a property for a million dollars, and it generates 40 grand of rent for you throughout the year. Uh, let's say you have 10 grand of expenses, so now you have 30 grand left over. 30 grand into a million dollar property equals a 3% cap rate. So what is a good cap rate? Yeah, great question. Uh, cap rates historically are in the range of 4 to 10%. So if you can get anything higher than a 4%, you are doing well. Cap rates are, of course, not the only determinant on what a good property is, but it's a good way to compare similar properties. Uh, say you're looking at uh, two houses on the same street, and one has a slightly higher cap rate, all being equal, it's probably a better investment. However, we also have to look at other things such as uh, the location, the quality of the building, any rental restrictions, and so on. So with the recent increase in property values in this area, what are the local cap rates these days? Yeah, uh, properties have always gone up 20, 30, 40%. Uh, rent, however, can't go up that quickly. So currently in our environment here, uh, we are sitting in a low cap rate realm. Uh, the stats change on a regular basis, but some of the cap rates we're seeing in the Vancouver market, in the apartment market, 2.5%. Uh, if you go a little further east and you hit the valley, we're closer to the 4%. And if you're comfortable going rural, either northern BC, uh, some places on the island, we can see cap rates in the 6 6.5% range. Um, so one of the thoughts is, do we just find the investment with the highest cap rate? Is that the, is that the win? Not necessarily. Um, an example we like to use is, you could probably go to rural BC these days, um, find a small town, and you could buy a property with a 10% cap rate. Uh, is that awesome? We found a great investment, we're going to make a lot of money. Not necessarily. Uh, if you look a bit deeper, you'll say, well, hey, what if this town is reliant on one industry, such as a mill? That mill leaves town, suddenly the value of your property has gone down 20, 30, 40%, and you probably won't have a tenant. So seasoned investors respect cap rates, however, is not the most important thing out there. Uh, how has real estate grown long-term for our listeners? Yeah, so we obviously have the cap rate, and then we have to focus on the growth side of things. Um, historically, if we look in Canada, real estate has gone up 5 5.5% over the last 50 years. Of course, we have certain areas and regions where it's gone up faster, but that is the average. Okay, so now if, if an investor wants to find out if a town or an area is a good place to invest, what should they do? 
Yeah, this is one of the most challenging parts of real estate investing. You often hear of Vancouver's a place to go. Well, maybe it was the place to invest two, three, four years ago. That's where you have to find help. And our belief is you definitely need a realtor if you're going to be investing, a real estate investor in the long term. Uh, They have access to the city plans, potential development opportunities, or any other trends or industry issues that we do need to know. Okay, Michelle, now are there areas right now that are hotter than others for investments? Absolutely. Uh, The Fraser Valley right now has 0% vacancy rates for rentals. So buying rental residential property is a great investment. Uh, Depending on if it's going to be long term or short term, you have to always look at what rates or rental rates will go in the future. Uh, But the Fraser Valley is hot right now for that. Uh, Multifamily, low income rental, uh, it's much needed. And so it's very easy to rent. Uh, Hemlock Ski um, Resort, actually it's now called the Sasquatch Ski Resort. They have a 30-year amazing plan with over $3 billion the government is putting into the infrastructure. They're doing a new lift next year. They've done uh, more runs, um, inner tube. The, 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 it's hot right now. It's becoming there, so. a year-round destination too. They want to have it mountain is. biking and stuff and everything. Yeah, yeah Sandpiper Golf Course, the whole uh, pretty estates. They're they're building so much out there right now and they're really, um, the, the road, the dirt road out there actually eventually is going to actually go to Whistler. So there's all this future out there. That would be a good area to invest in locally. Now, what about uh, to get that 8%, Jason? What, what do people have to do with their investments? Yeah, to recap, there's obviously two ways that the seasoned investor is getting that return. We have to focus on the cap rate as well as the potential growth. So if I can get a cap rate of 4% on a property out in the valley and I have 4% expected growth, I've hit my 8%. I'm satisfied. So those are the two ways we're looking at it. Uh, once you've done that, only then are the investors actually looking at, do I utilize leverage? And that can only magnify the return. All right. So if people listening want to know more about investments, how to do it, I'm assuming that Devin and Jason, you guys have a, you have a website where people can go. Uh, of course. Our website is uh, ivorywealth.ca. Uh, feel free to check us out. Give us a call. We're happy to chat about investment ideas and offer any help we can. And Michelle, of course, if people want to see your listings, if they want more information about uh, what you services you provide as a real estate agent, what can they do? michellecummins.ca. And that's with one L and no G. You got it. We'll have more right after this. And we are back with segment number two of the Cummins Real Estate Group show with Michelle Cummins and her guest today. Michelle, I know you have uh, more questions here for uh, Jason and Devin. I do. As a commercial agent, as well as a residential agent, I hold commercial properties and have commercial uh, clients. So we talked about direct ownership in real estate, but what are other ways to invest in real estate? Great question. Uh, With the prices today, of course, it's not always feasible for a lot of people to jump in and purchase a property on their own. Uh, There are, however, investment options for those types of uh, investors. Uh, One of the most popular investment structure in Canada is called a real estate investment trust, uh, commonly called REITs. Uh, With a REIT, essentially you and a group of investors pool your money together and you have a corporation uh, manage that on your behalf. They buy the properties, they collect the rent, they do the renovations. Essentially, you are purely a shareholder in the group itself. Uh, These become very attractive because you can get in for some of them as minimum as $500 and you have quite a bit of liquidity that real estate wouldn't do. Uh, These have been designed for those that uh, maybe aren't quite in a position to buy real estate, Uh, those who want exposure to real estate who just don't want the hassle. Um, A common one we hear are those who want to diversify their real estate portfolio. They have all their money here in the lower mainland. However, they want to get out of province in Ontario or maybe even to the States. 
going there yourself to buy those properties, manage them, that can be cumbersome. A real estate investment trust can actually do that on your behalf. And lastly, an important one that we hear from a lot of our clients is those who want real estate exposure in their registered accounts, such as their RSPs, TFSAs. You can't just go buy a house with your RSP, but you can invest in a REIT within your RSP. Uh, so where are these REITs that we can invest in? Uh, there's many out there, from large to small. Uh, there are a lot of good local REITs out there uh, that can create a great return for you. Um, our one caution is with smaller local REITs is to find out how stable are they, what are their assets they're managing, because there are stories of some of them going under, if not managed well. On the larger end, there's a lot of real proven ones that have been there long term. Uh, a good example here in Canada is uh, the Rio Can REIT. It's currently one of the largest in the country, managing over $13 billion worth of assets, and they own over 250 properties. These properties aren't homes and condos. They are malls, strip malls, commercial, warehouses, and so on. Uh, this particular REIT is currently given a, a cap rate of 5.66%. And if you would have owned that over the last 10 years, your total return, your cap rate, and your appreciation would be just over 11%. So a great track record there. Uh, we believe investing in established REITs is a great, great way to go, uh, unless there's uh, other opportunities and smaller ones that prove to have some great benefits. I'm glad he mentioned about REITs because a lot of people don't realize that they can actually be stronger as an investor partnering and without having to worry about the stresses and everything. So thank you for bringing that up. So I was thinking here, like, how does real estate compare to investing in something like the stock market? Yeah, we get a lot of people who it's one or the other. Real estate's the only way to go or stocks are the only way to go. We believe differently. We believe stocks and real estate are part of a complementary wealth strategy. Both are good. They just operate differently. Uh, stocks are usually the, get the worst rap on the street because of the media. There's big swings up and down and the fear of what's going to happen that you lose all your money. However, if you step back from that and realize that stocks are a long-term investment, they actually have produced some of the highest uh, yields out there on investment options. In the last 50 years, if you had invested in the U.S. Uh, S&P 500, which is the largest index in the world, you would average around 9.6%. And that's even with the 2008 crashes, the tech crash in the early 2000s, and the recent volatility. Uh, so our belief is it's not one or the other, it's a complement towards the two, uh, because sometimes when real estate's down, stocks might be up, and, and so on. It's all part of that diversified wealth program we, we build for our clients. You know, it's a really big world out there, and so maybe you can explain uh, for our listeners, how do you advise clients on building their wealth? Yeah, when it, uh, when it comes to asset management, we take a more holistic approach um, in asset allocation. As Jason just mentioned, um, you know, we have a wide scope whenever we look at the investments for our clients and investing their net worth. Um, so we believe that successful investors are diversified in two ways. Diversity in markets, such as the TSX, the Dow Jones, bond markets, emerging markets, the real estate markets, mortgages, but also diversity within a market. So that's for example, real estate would be local real estate versus regional, national, international, or commercial versus residential or multifamily. Those are all being diversified within the same market. So with this approach, um, we feel as though our client's wealth is, number one, maintained, which is a key for wealthy individuals, and two, is poised to grow in nearly all market and economic conditions and can really weather any storms. So remember this, never invest a penny into anything unless it fits within your overall investment plan. 
Too many times have we seen investors making a complete mess of their finances because of an amazing investment opportunity that came up. Our advice is plan first, then invest. Wise words. Okay, so what are you recommending clients invest in these days? Because there must be some investments that you think are, are, are better than others. Yeah, Jason here again. Um, of course, when we invest, we don't want to speculate too much. However, we like to invest when things are on sale. We don't want to invest in properties at the peak of the market necessarily. Um, but one of the biggest things that's happened in the last six months is the stock market's pulled back about 20% from its peak. Uh, a lot of those stocks, the valuations are getting more and more attractive. So we are definitely shifting some of our clients' money in that direction. Again, buy low, sell high is the, the name of the game. So if our viewers are looking for investment advice, uh, where do they start? Having advice is key. Um, one of the biggest questions that we believe investors should ask when they're dealing with an advisor is, how are you getting paid? Are you a salesman where you're only getting incentivized to sell me one particular product, regardless of whether that's a good time or not? Or are you more fee-based, like we call it? Um, just, a, I guess, a shameless plug for us is we are fee-based advisors. Clients come to us. We help them design their wealth, whether that's stocks, real estate, alternate investments, insured investments, GICs. It does not matter. We are getting paid a set fee. Our interests are aligned with you. And I think that type of approach is the kind of advisor that you do need. Okay, maybe you guys can answer me this because I'm, I'm sure a lot of investors make common mistakes. So if people come to you and they ask questions and stuff like that, and there, there must be mistakes that are made more often than not, what would those be? Uh, definitely. Uh, the number one mistake that we see people come into is they're investing and they don't have a plan. The term we like to use is intentional investing. And we hear more and more, you get a retiree who's retired and about to draw from their investments, and they've suddenly gone into high-risk growth stocks. It just doesn't align. And then they have to sell, and they had a bad experience, and then they say the market's terrible. They didn't have a plan in place. We always have to match the investments with the intention. The second biggest thing, of course, is emotion. And emotion goes one of two ways. The first one is fear. The market starts falling, and people say, I want out, I want to sell. That's the worst time to be selling. Really, that's the time we should be buying. And the other side of that is greed. You might be having a good investment plan, you're making good returns, and you hear your neighbors in a new investment opportunity making a couple percent more per year. You suddenly cash out what you're doing and jump to that, and now it falls apart. Emotion, you got to push it off the table. That's why dealing with a realtor, a financial advisor, an accountant, having a support team around you can help get those mistakes off the table. Yeah, because get-rich-quick schemes they, they don't work. They really don't. I don't know how many times I've had people come to me with multi-level marketing plans mm -hmm. in the last 25 years, and I have, like, nope, not interested, nope, not interested in, but there's a lot of them out there. Exactly. Yeah. We believe at the end of the day, patience when it comes to investing is key. Um, the best investment strategy you're going to have is one that you're going to stick with, and you stick with long-term, and then you're going to get the great results. So some of our viewers, they have accountants and advisors, but what makes you different and what does working with Ivory look like? Uh, yeah, um, you know, we believe that there's a lot of good advisors out there. Um, however, for those with complex affairs, the need for an integrated approach is absolutely necessary. So having separate planners, investment advisors and accountants at all different firms who don't communicate directly or even get combative at times... Um, there could be a lot of planning opportunities or efficiencies being overlooked. So our team approach actually solves this issue. As far as what it looks like to work with us, yeah, due, due to the in-depth of our service offerings, we proactively initiate contact with our clients a number of times throughout the year. And I stress proactively, a lot of, a lot of people in our industry do not reach out to the clients often enough, if at all. Um, so our key meeting each year is a comprehensive wealth review, which plans out the following 12 months. 
During the year, we initiate the proactive preparation of filing of personal and corporate tax returns. We perform reviews and adjustments to the investment portfolios and make ongoing planning adjustments when tax and legislative changes are implemented. So realistically, nothing is missed throughout the year as far as your finances go. That's important because I know that I had some money invested years ago. Like when I was like 19, I started an investment fund and uh, had a great guy for a couple of years, would check with me off often. And then he uh, got promoted. I got a new guy and that guy didn't get in touch with me for like a decade. Then I called him wanting to move my money somewhere else and he was all offended. Didn't know who I was, but <laughs> I was going to move money off his account and he wasn't happy about it. So that, that attention is very important. Yeah, and we often see that at banks quite a bit because it's a ladder structure where everybody's trying to move up the rungs of the ladder, um, the corporate ladder. And so um, what you get is an advisor for two, three years, and then they're all of a sudden gone and they get somebody new and they don't know who they are and they don't know who the clients are. And they're also trying to move up that corporate ladder. And, And really, are these people getting serviced effectively? And in our opinion, no, they're not. So if people want to get more information about what you guys provide, again, what do they got to do? Schedule an appointment with us to have a, what we call a fit meeting. Uh, to do that, go to our website, ivorywealth.ca. Give us a call or an email and uh, book an appointment, and we'd be happy to get that started. And Michelle, I'm sure you have a whole bunch of listings right now. And if people want to see them or find out about uh, how you work as a real estate agent, what do they got to do? Any time of the day, you can go to michellecummins.ca.